Live from New York, it's Ask This Engineer. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a safe and socially distant Ask Engineer. It's me, right. Lady Ada, uh, with me is Mr. Lady Ada, broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan, just not at the Ada Food Factory. Yeah. The Ada Food Factory is sleeping right now. Yeah, we'll be there later. Um, we're still doing manufacturing for essential goods, uh, things like medical devices, Things like temperature sensors, pressure sensors, all of the things that you hear on the news about ventilators and components and prototypes for those, we're still doing, and we're also making PPE uh, face shields uh, specifically for New York City. So um, while we're here right now, and uh, some of our team is working from home, some of our team is in, we're doing it safely. Um, we have full protocols, as you just saw in the video. Uh, I've changed my title. I'm no longer uh, managing director i am uh, chief violet virus killer that's right um, but uh we've managed to go 40 something days uh, none of the data for team members have gotten sick um, none of them tested positive we haven't had any close calls yet so far with someone getting ill um, but we are in new york city it's an epicenter i don't you know know how much longer that'll last but so far we've been able to operate with a very small team doing it safe Just one and, day at a time and uh, i want to start off saying thank you to all of our uh, community out there that they're purchasing stuff on our site and saying ship it when you can i know this helps you um thanks to our, uh, our partner digikey who's taking care of a lot of the things uh with us so folks can order things on the digikey site and um and get them um, all of our resellers and all of our distributors are um, doing a great job getting adafruit goods to people who need it and um we'll uh we'll continue to give everybody updates all the time mm -hmm. but that's the current uh game plan um, do you want to uh, kick off tonight's show? Let's do the show. We've got we did an hour of show and tell, and now it's an hour of mask and engineer. Yeah, I'm asking. Somebody engineer. said that in the chat. Just That's funny. Okay, I'll on tonight's show, we'll talk about show and tell. People around the world showing and sharing projects. We had some amazing people, amazing projects. Good projects. Yeah, JP uh, has a show every single Thursday, and also one on Tuesday now about make code. We'll talk about that more. We have. The Python on Hardware Newsletter Video Edition. Kat and will have a complete overview of everything that's happened in the world of Python on Hardware this week. 
We have time travel. We're going to look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, things that's happened in the past and things might happen in the future. We got some 3D printing. We got a sped up video and more from Noam Pedro. We got some New York City factory footage because we still are making stuff. We're making stuff. I heard the call. The call was build. Build will get us out of this. Making stuff will get us out of this. Science will get us out of this. So we're trying. We have some photos. <laughs> uh, we have some new products. Um, a lot of it is uh, PPE. We are starting to get all of this stuff to our team members, to our city, New York City, our state, New York State, and then we will expand it to the Eastern States pack. So New Jersey, Connecticut, and New York, and then hotspots in the U.S., and then the world. Um, so we'll share and show some of those products that we have. We have some top secret, some stuff from the vault. We're going to answer your questions, and we do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash discord no they're not it's free join all eighteen thousand. of you had another chunk of folks join so we're going to be up to twenty thousand. what else are you going to do hang out with some cool friendly people on all discord. that and more on you guessed it ask an engineer okay well um let me first um answer some questions yeah that people always have every week how can i support adafruit well glad you asked um first up uh, we are shipping um you can order something it might not ship right away and uh, as of tonight, I want to announce uh, we will have even more information on the site. So you will have the, the, the clarity when you order. You can easily see, charge me now, ship later. Um, right now, our priority is to ship all of the essential goods, medical things, science things, facial things. Um, but when we're finished with those and we're in, we can start to do a few orders that folks have put in. If you need something instantly, of course, you know, there's there's many, there's all that information on our site. We're ready. We're doing essential. Buy on DigiKey. Yeah. Go to distributors. Uh, yeah. On the page, there's a list of all the distributors. It's all there. Yeah. But, um, has always has been. But if you want to support Adafruit and you, you're not in a hurry, buy something on our site. It's totally fine. That's Adabot. Adabot has a mask on. Safe. Safe. Um, you can get a gift certificate. That helps us out because the gift certificate, we get the money now and then you can spend it as we Give get the if you're using Adafruit.io and you're like, well, I'm thinking about getting the Plus account. I don't know. Maybe I use it a lot. Well, now's the time to do it. And then we have a few more openings on Adabox. Uh, Adabox will be shipping out, and uh, people have held on to their subscriptions. Thank you. And there's a few more left, so get on that Adabox.com. And then lastly, um, this is mostly for giant institutions or giant organizations that want to um, pick Lady Ada's brain. Um, sometimes we'll get the call. And it's uh, literally a call. Yeah, and it's like, hey, can you you know stop everything you're doing and do some engineering, or stop everything you're doing and help us with an import thing or R and D? And we have the option. You can hire an Adafruit for stuff like that. Um, so far, we've donated all of our services, um, but there's been times where someone's like, can we pay you to do something? So we have that available now, and uh, that supports all of us. This was a Friday a few months ago, and uh, this is just some of the people at Adafruit. Um, we continue to pay all Adafruit employees. We continue to pay all contractors. We continue to pay all services. We were paying everyone. There's cleaning. No, there's no the cleaning service. We pay the cleaning service because if we don't pay the cleaning service, they have to fire the folks or lay the folks off no or good. furlough the folks off. We like those folks. And so they've been part of our family for like almost 10 years. So we're paying the cleaning service as well and we talked to Margaret who is the manager there and runs it and we said hey we're going to keep doing this so you can keep uh, the team there on so they're they're part of us we're, they're with us we're going to keep doing this uh, we did no cut hours we did no furloughing we did um, what, what are the other things that companies do with people layoffs 
layoffs, furlough, cut hours, yeah. Yeah, cut hours. And or so, or pay, pay cuts. Pay cuts, yeah. So we haven't done that. We can't do it forever, but we're going to do it all the way until we can't. And well, I said this on Show & Tell. If Adafruit can do it, then giant companies can do it. If Adafruit can do it, well-funded startups can do it. If Adafruit can do it, other people can do it. We're uh, no loans of venture capital. We're in the heart of New York City. This is uh, New York City is number one in so many good things. Unfortunately, we're number one in a lot of tragedy right now. So um, if you like open source and you like code and you like to share and you like to copy like we do, well, you know, if you're someone who runs a company, you have choices, you can do it. If we can do it, you can do it. So um, that is uh, a little bit of what we're doing and what is going to be the show tonight. So let's start to kick it off with some show and tell. Lady Ada, people okay. around the world, show and share their projects. Who did we have on the show and tell and what did they Show well, we have a week. full hour of show and tell these days. So, folks, if you wanted to come by show and tell, you can now come by anytime between 7 and 8 p.m. on Wednesdays, Eastern Time. And uh, tr keep trying if you haven't gone, because sometimes, you know, people drop out and then you can go in. So just click join every few minutes and, and try it out. You'll eventually get in. I'll go quickly because we had so many people come by. We had Ben E. from Hackspace Magazine yep. came up first. Previewed the new episode or episode issue number thirty. Well, we Hackspace. have a video edition of it now, so it is like an episode. It is an episode, yeah. It's issue thirty. I can't believe they're up to thirty. And Arduino themed. All the content they got. But also tons of cosplay from Kamui Cosplay. Amazing yeah. photos, tips and tricks. Arduino, Python, Raspberry Pi. Lots of Arduino stuff, but also a little bit of everything. Please, also some crafting projects. Please subscribe to Hackspace Magazine because it's great. This is the thing that all of us should do if if we're going to support projects, something. Please PPE support. Projects. Please support Hackspace yep. Magazine. If you get a one-year subscription, you even get a Circuit Playground Express shipped to you, and then and you can follow along with the hundreds of projects at home. It's worth it. It's so cool. All right. Well, thank you, Ben, for coming by and previewing it. Yeah. Uh, if you you know if you can't afford to subscribe, you can download a PDF. But if you can, uh, please support Hackspace. Um, Alex also came by. She's from Hackster, and we have joined Hackster's latest contest it is like a, a glamorous crew of the smartest best yeah. engineers we'll talk about the entire thing later on in the yeah. show because i have the, the, the i have the family portrait of all the companies yeah. you're a judge on this and this is the COVID and the entries are great too it's the covid19 detect and protect challenges from the united nations development program center for technology innovation and sustainable development um this is something important if you have cycles in time and you want to help out Engineer, join an existing project, or if you have, yeah. yeah, I like somebody from the show and tell. They had like this thermal camera calibrator. What a great idea, right? Yeah. You wouldn't like. I never even thought of that, but like, yeah, good idea. Um, so check out that challenge. You have like sixty-eight days to enter. Kevin from DigiKey came by and gave us an update on how they're doing at DigiKey and his home office. Yep. Um, he built a CPX Circuit Playground Express mask and showed off a three D printed door opener that they're going to be deploying throughout the DigiKey warehouse, so people don't have to touch doorknobs. Good idea. Um, Bill Binka came by with an eye gaze communicator project called uh, Coat. What was it? COVID. Shoot, I can't remember the name. Code what? Communicator, the Bill B project. Yeah, the links are in the chat. Check out the chat. Um, but it's an obvious communicator for people um, who uh, are intubated or they can't speak, they have a trach. And this is something that uh, accessibility technology folks have been using and building for a really long time. And now they're like, wow, this technology, the assistive tech technology is useful for people who might be hospitalized right now and want to communicate with um, you know, medical professionals or their, ha their family. Um, and they can't speak, so using eye gaze communication. 
Um, Alex, like I said, came by with a calibration thermal pixel, so you can use this to calibrate lower cost thermal cameras by having a, a calibrated um, temperature emitter. It's a really cool idea using a resistor he got from DigiKey. Gary made a Z buzzing lamp. And what is this thing from Stargate? What's the part number? It's a, it's a, what's the part number? Is yeah, that it's like a Z348. Yeah. So it, it's a power source that, um, it's like a crystal. The agents use to power a lot of the, okay, well, it's a big deal. You need it to power lots of stuff in the Stargate universe. Okay, well, get one of these Z lamps. Yeah. All right, Eduardo uh, is making um, some animations with Adabot and Blinka. So those are coming soon. Be sure to a preview of the characters. Um, Joey is making a thermo hat, which monitors your forehead temperature and then blinks an LED in your um, on the brim of the hat to let you know if your temperature is too high. Um, so he kind of built a custom feather and doing all sorts of cool electronics design. Speedwell wanted to let us know that the Vintage Computer Festival, uh, of course, has been canceled or delayed this year, but it's going virtual. So... Bring all your vintage technology, uh, come by, maybe it's on Zoom or something, not sure, check the link in Discord. Uh, bring your computers and check out other old yeah. computers. For all of the virtual events, now's your chance to sample them online yeah. and say, that's what I'm going to go to next year, that's what I'm going to go to next and year. you have to pay for an airplane, you yeah. have to pay for a hotel. Yeah, you get to, know, you get to decide what you want to do next year. So um, that's really interesting because never did you get a chance to sample these events in any type of digital way, now you can, like, wow, those are people I want to hang out with. Those are things I want to do. So put that on the calendar for next year. Carrie also came by. She's fixing up a 1979 pinball machine. Uh, so she showed off the guts of this, like, Gornar something pinball machine. Uh, and she replaced some BJT transistors with some MOSFETs. And uh, it's a lot cooler running now. So that's great. Less resistive uh, power dissipation. So uh, her pinball will not burn out. Colin showed a preview of our contact tracing app that has a privacy, um, it's privacy respecting. Yeah, uh, your we'll, data does not leave your device. We'll have a video of that soon. So Apple and Google announced they're going to do contact tracing. That will require basically everyone to have phones. We're doing something a little different for our team. Um, it's Adafruit team member privacy first. And so it's just for our team members, um, and we hope that uh, we'll be able to show everybody what we're doing, and uh, we'll also contact Apple and Google and say, here's what we're doing that's something that's working for us. So more on that probably tomorrow. Okay. Um, Brent shut off a quarantine clock. I got inspired by a Raspberry Pi build, but he built it in a Pi portal. It tells you about what day and what time it is. I mean, you don't really need to know exactly the time. You just know kind of about when it is. Um, so this will help you know what day it is. Erin? Uh, shut off uh, some gifts of her power switch uh, beginner guide. So if you would like to control some electronics, use some uh, low-powered electronics to control high-powered electronics, like a lamp or a toaster oven or like a you know a, a, a heating pad or something, you can do that with a power switch tail safely and easily. She has, she shows off some projects and we'll have a video later. Melissa finished porting Blinka, um, our Circuit Python library um, layer, to the Onion. Uh, Pi 2 Plus, uh, so it's now available to download and install if you want to use all of our CircuitPython libraries with the Onion. JP uh, showed off this week's upcoming project. It's a data logging pulse oximeter project where you can um, use a Bluetooth pulse oximeter and then log the data using CircuitPython. And an upcoming project is cool teletype. He's going to try to get working with a clue um, using 5-bit uh, Badeau code. No and Pedro just finished moving, so they showed off their new digs, which are like super sweet. They got a room for everything. And 
coming soon a thermal camera build um, using Eduardo's great thermal camera firmware, but now it has a beautiful case to match. And finally, Scott came by to show off his flip dip adapter for hacking um, like Casio keyboards. Yeah. And, you know, one neat thing is that Eduardo came by and showed the um, the Adabot Blinka in mask yeah. um, claymation the characters. characters. And uh, I don't know if it's a first, but I think it might be the first where uh, an artist, a creator, uh, live showed their creation and said, do I have permission to use your characters, your trademarks to make these things? And I said, absolutely, yes. And I also know the right terms because we have to look at legal contracts. So I'm like, I, you know, you can use it forever, no royalty. Until the heat death of the universe, you can use it anytime. And because it's Adafruit and there's science fiction fans, I said, you can even take it back in time if you back want. Back in time. So, uh, or Before you can, we invented it. Or you can even go in the future. Maybe we would be inspired. So um, I can't wait to see that. So that's the show and tell. Um, we do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. We extended it full for a full hour. We're probably always going to do that. Um, we usually send out stickers. We're not sending out stickers right now, but eventually You can we print will. your own. Yeah. All right. Um, it's part of our live series of shows. JP's workshop is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we have a couple previews. We have a pulse oximeter project that JP did. And then um, I'll talk about the new Make Code show on the other side. All right. Okay, and then um, some make code news. This is exciting. So not only do we have um, what I think is the best make code newsletter that goes out every month, we have a new show. Every Tuesday, uh, JP now does about an hour of make code learning, exploring, building stuff. Uh, the first episode, big hit. Um, we're going to do one every week, every Tuesday. Check that out. You can um, participate. You can ask for things you want to see. In the Nobody show. knows make code better than JP, other than the people who wrote it. Right. He's an expert. And, uh, and, we, and we talk to those folks all the time. And he's a great teacher. That's right. So um, in addition to that, on JP's workshop on Thursdays, we still have Make Code Minute. And so here is the latest Make Code Minute. Take it away, JP. For the Make Code Minute today, what I want to do is show you how you can use arrays to create your own custom lists of NeoPixels. So a lot of times uh, dealing with Circuit Playground Express in make code, we want to do things like light up particular NeoPixels. And if we're trying to light them not just in sort of the zero to nine order, uh, you can get into some pretty complicated math to deal with looping around if you want to go from uh, the fourth one up to the eighth one going over the top of the, the board there. It gets a little complicated. And so what I've done instead is I've created a couple of arrays, and these are just lists of NeoPixel numbers. So you can see here I have an array that goes 21098, and that is the uh, sort of 9 o'clock position, the far left NeoPixel, and then running counterclockwise, or rather running clockwise up across the top. Then I have another array, this is called the B list, and this is 
7-6-5-4-3. So this runs down the bottom. And uh, then what I'm doing with those lists is when I click either the A button or the B button, I am calling a item in that list, which is easy to call those in order. Uh, and then they have their own custom orders that we get to utilize for the effect. So when I press A, you'll see I'm running a red NeoPixel that's just going to loop endlessly across the top of the board, even though those are funny, weird numbers. Uh, and the same with the B button, I go down across the bottom of the board. Uh, and so let's take a look at that inside of a uh, down shooter here. You should be able to see. Yeah, you can see those colors pretty well. Uh, so here, I know my finger will be in the way. As I press the A button, I'm looping through that one list, that array uh, of values. And then when I press the B button, I'm doing the same with the other list. Uh, and so that's a way that you can create unique uh, sets of NeoPixels or other numbers to deal with inside of Make Code. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay, and don't forget TP's workshop tomorrow, 4 p.m. Tuesdays. You can watch the Make Code show. Yes. And uh, next up, it is time for the weekly video version of the Python on Hardware newsletter. You sign up for the Python on newsletter, Python on Hardware newsletter at adafruitdaily.com. Yes. No spam. It's a separate site. Never sell you out. Is it good content? Yes. Is it the best content? I think so. Is it all about Python? It is. And I think that, um, you know, now more so than ever, um, everyone has a choice of all the content they can read, all the things they can do. This is action-packed. And now, um, you know, in the past, when you and I weren't doing this thing, <laughs> this crazy making electronics, new yeah, new life. Um, but, uh, you know, I would do the, a lot of the newsletter, and then I would um, then have a video section. The team has taken it over. They're doing an amazing job. I like it because I learned so much that's going on in the world of Python and hardware now. So take it away, Katney. It's that time again. This is Katney with your weekly Python on hardware news. Every week, we put together the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter. It is available through adafruitdaily.com. Head over to sign up and see all of the past and current newsletters. Or tune in each week to hear what's going on. Adafruit is continuing to operate as an essential business under New York City executive order to provide assistance with the COVID-19 outbreak. Most employees are working remotely, while a few are working in the Adafruit factory to help manufacture and ship desperately needed PPE to the surrounding areas and beyond. This week, Adafruit was highlighted in an article by UPS about small businesses taking the opportunity to make a difference in the fight against COVID-19. The article shares the stories of a few small businesses that have used their resources to change their focus, including Adafruit's aforementioned changes. Phil and Lamore continue to work to keep Adafruit a safe and clean place for those still coming into the factory. As long as we're able to get the resources, we'll continue to assemble face shields for distribution to local hospitals. Face shields are a crucial part of hospital PPE, and Adafruit is helping to ensure that those who require them have them available. Microsoft Garage announced Device Simulator Express upgrade with Adafruit Clue in Python. The Microsoft interns have posted another upgrade to the Device Simulator Express. The new version adds to the original Adafruit Circuit Playground Express simulator with support for the BBC Microbit and the Adafruit Clue with CircuitPython. 
Device Simulator Express allows developers to use industry-like tools to program and simulate circuit boards. This is a great way to learn about CircuitPython and get a preview of a professional developer tool such as VS Code. Whether you have a little more downtime right now, are trying to pick up a new skill, or are looking for new ways to engage kids and students, you'll want to try out Device Simulator Express. You can download the free extension in the Visual Studio Marketplace. The Microsoft Garage intern team would love to hear feedback via GitHub. Adafruit has always been an open source hardware company, predating the Open Source Hardware Association certification process. We have been busy submitting all of our hardware to Oshawa for certification. Adafruit is now the number one open source certified company, with 54 total boards currently certified. Adafruit wishes to thank the community and all the contributors to open source software and hardware, and a special thanks to our customers for helping to demonstrate that you can release open source hardware and software and be a good cause and a good business. This week, 12 new boards were certified, including the Adafruit DS1307 real-time clock, the Adafruit Metro M4, and the Adafruit Airlift Featherwing. The very last release of Python 2.7 is out. Python 2.7.18 just released is the last Python 2.7 release and therefore the last Python 2 release. Python 2.7 has been under active development since the release of Python 2.6 more than 11 years ago. Over all those years, CPython's core developers and contributors diligently applied bug fixes to the 2.7 branch, no small task as the Python 2 and 3 branches diverged. It is time for the CPython community to say a fond but firm farewell to Python 2. Check the python.org developers mailing list for a detailed post. From the desk of Lady Ada comes two videos this week, both featuring CircuitPython. First, Lady Ada shows CircuitPython connecting through a cellular modem to a data source and displaying data on an OLED screen. Second, Lady Ada tests out a new PR, adding support for Hub75-style RGB matrices to CircuitPython. This also honors Professor John Conway, who was an amazing mathematician who recently passed away. Conway's Game of Life uses simple rules on a matrix of data to create organic-seeming life cycles. This 32 by 64 matrix is being driven by an Adafruit Feather M4 with SAMD51, but includes support for the NRF52840 as well. The PSF wants to thank the 40 sponsors who agreed to participate in PyCon 2020 online and the 418 individuals who donated and or converted their registration fees to donations. PyCon 2020 in Pittsburgh was canceled due to the COVID-19 outbreak, and that impacted the Python Software Foundation's finances. On March 31st, they estimated that the PSF would need to use $627,000 of its financial reserve to get through 2020. Since that time, they have seen an overwhelming amount of support from sponsors and registrants. Thanks to the generosity of individual and corporate donors and decreasing PyCon 2020 expenses, the PSF now estimates that they will only need $141,713 from its financial reserve to get through 2020. That is 77% better than what was initially anticipated. Check out the PSF blog for more details. The Real Python podcast interviews Thea Flowers about her open source projects and how she got started with CircuitPython. Find it on realpython.com. 
Kevin samples and graphs an analog-to-digital controller in CircuitPython, measuring an old alkaline battery using Adafruit Clue. Learn how to build a standalone GPS logger using the Particle Xenon board, the Adafruit Ultimate GPS Featherwing, and the OLED Featherwing on movingelectrons.net. Kinger North posts a video on building a grade crossing flasher using a Feather M4 Express and CircuitPython. Joey continues to work on his thermometer hat, which is programmed using CircuitPython. Simon posts to Twitter reusing an old Python script of Conway's Game of Life and modified it to run on the CircuitPython-powered PewPewM4. Code is available on GitHub. With a little bit of tweaking the Adafruit CircuitPython library, the MLX90640IR sensor can be read using MicroPython on the PyCom YPy 3.0. Learn how to build a tiny DIY MicroPython arcade cabinet with ESP32 that runs a simple game based on Atari's Breakout. Details available on hackster.io. Mithi's Hexapod Robot Simulator provides a Python, NumPy, and Plotly-based simulator for modeling Hexapod robots. Check out Mithi on GitHub to see the code and project status. PyBoy is a new Game Boy emulator written in Python, supporting Mac OS, Raspberry Pi, Linux, and Windows 10. Instructions and code are available on GitHub. Amanda posts 15 things you should know about lists in Python in an article on TowardsDataScience.com. Learn how to create an array using the array module in Python in a guide to arrays in Python on PyMyLifeUp.com. The number of CircuitPython-supported microcontrollers and single-board computers grows every week. This week, there was one new board added to CircuitPython.org, the Clockwork Pi. Are you interested in adding a new board to CircuitPython? Check out the Adafruit Learn System for a series of guides on getting your board added to CircuitPython and CircuitPython.org. There were three new Python on hardware-related guides in the Adafruit Learn System this week. First up, Using a Nintendo Power Glove modified with an Adafruit Feather Sense running CircuitPython to make a BLE MIDI synth gesture controller in a guide from John Park. Liz Clark shows how to build a step counter using CircuitPython with Clue and its onboard accelerometer's built-in pedometer. The guide includes a 3D printed case to make the project wearable and learn how to create brilliant light displays using RGB LED panels with CircuitPython and the new CircuitPython RGB matrix support, which includes support for these panels on SAMD51 and NRF52840 microcontroller boards. This guide from Jeff Appler and Phil Burgess includes multiple examples to get you started on your own RGB LED matrix projects. The current number of CircuitPython libraries is 225. This week's new CircuitPython library is Adafruit CircuitPython BitBang.io. As always, update your CircuitPython libraries. Visit circuitpython.org libraries and download the latest bundle. Included in this week's updates from the CircuitPython team, Brian wrapped up the LAS3DH library refactor to allow for the use of the H3 LAS331 and LIS331HH, siblings of the LIS3DH. 
This type of refactor will likely become more and more common as sensor manufacturers look to expand their offerings by spinning off new products based on existing ones. Jeff continued work on RGB matrix support in CircuitPython. The initial PR was accepted, but there's still more work to do to make the API easier to use. Here, he is testing the wiring for the Feather NRF52840 Express. While the guide will focus on the Feather M4 Express, because it has a compatible shield and doesn't require custom wiring, it will also include wiring guidance for the Feather NRF52840 Express and Sense, Itsy Bitsy M4, and Itsy Bitsy NRF52840. Melissa wrote the SPI module for the external CircuitPython BitBang I.O. library. This is to manually flip the GPIO pins for boards that have neither the BitBang I.O. module or working hardware SPI. It actually worked well on Raspberry Pi, but ran pretty slow on the Jetson Nano. It would still work for communicating with sensors. The library is on GitHub. She will be adding an I2C module to the library soon as well. Scott was provided a dump of the USB traffic for a fever scanner. He's been hacking on the protocol to extract the image and the maximum temperature. The goal is to build an open source app to connect to the device rather than the proprietary Windows app that the manufacturer provides. PyCon US 2020 online has begun. Head over to the PyCon 2020 US remote page to sign up for updates or subscribe to the PyCon US 2020 YouTube channel. There are already several talks posted. Check it out on YouTube. Looking for more Python on hardware all week? Join the Adafruit community on Discord and check out the Help with CircuitPython and CircuitPython channels. We're over 18,000 strong and continuing to grow. You'll find a supportive, positive community filled with like-minded folks. Join at adafru.it discord. And that is your Python on Hardware news for this week. Visit adafruitdaily.com to subscribe to the newsletter or tune in again next week. Yay! Sorry. That was so good, it echoed. Ooh. It echoed around the universe. Sorry. Um, thank you so much, Katni. Uh, what's great is being able to... I was saying this during the show and tell. So, uh, Hackspace Magazine... I don't get a chance to, to read everything on the that's internet right. anymore. So, like, for a month, like, I don't know everything that's going on anymore. What? Yeah. I, I know what you and I are doing. I know what our team's doing. I'm very razor-focused to be deliberate and safe. So I, I can't keep track of all the different technology news and news going on. But uh, a magazine format's great because I'm like, oh, cool, this is all the stuff I, I, I would want to see. And then for Python on hardware, um, this is uh, a perfect, pristine view of what's going on mm -hmm. with excellent... Um, narration. So thank you, Kenny. All right, next up, we're gonna do some time traveling. So time travel. What are we looking at now? Well, time travel. We look at things that are going on in the present. We look at things that are going on in the past. And sometimes we look at things that are going on in the future. Okay. Um, this one, as we talked about before, um, this is from the United Nations Development Program Center for Technology, Innovation, and Sustainable Development. Um, they teamed up with Hackster, and we are one of the many companies that are helping out. This is the COVID-19 Detect Protect Challenge. It's time for global collaboration. Um, join us in creating low-cost open source solutions to support the world's most vulnerable areas in the fight against this pandemic. And look at this family of companies. You got Yay. Adler, you got Arduino, you got Adafruit, you got ARM, you got AWS, you got NVIDIA, you got NXP, you got Nordic, you got Microsoft, you got the Things Network, you got Edge Impulse, you got Sorocom, you got Google, and you got uh, 
so square and eight square and eight and Abelina. Um, this is for everyone to join. This is for everyone to help out. There are lots of problems to solve. Now is the time. Even if you just have ideas, good ideas come from anywhere. Um, in my life, I've learned the only way to get good ideas is to get a lot of ideas. So um, tomorrow or the next day, we're going to have Alex Glow and um, Lady Ada, engineer, and yeah. myself. Yeah. And we're going to just talk about the contest the challenges, and then we're going to share some of the things we're doing as well. We have some UVC things we're doing. We have the open source Fediverse scanner stuff we're doing, and we have a lot of ideas on how we can do stuff with um, contact track uh, tracing. So um, we're telling everyone, you know, take these ideas as well. So that's what's going on right now. And uh, special thanks to it's free to um, enter Adam and Artie uh, who uh, got us on board with this. And um, Alex, who's doing all this work, and the entire Hackster community that's uh, trying to solve some of the big problems we have. Um, Join in. Now, I know exactly where I was 15 years ago. Where, where were you exactly? Well, years I ago? know where I was 15 years ago because I did a blog post about it, at least around that time. So, um, Maker Fair is now 15 years old. Wow. It was April 22nd. It was 15 years ago. And I was one of a small number of people. I was there. We were in over our heads. And um, it was uh, it was intense, and it started so many great things. Um, I have a blog post, a quote from Sherry Huss, who uh, is co-founder, creator, maker fair, mentor, hero, uh -huh. and just all around um, amazing person. And uh, you know, she reflects back on it. And you know, I, I was thinking about this today because I'm like, well, it was 15 years ago, and boy, has a lot of things changed. But at the same time, you know, not a lot changed. You know, you adapt. So tonight. What did we do? We talked to makers from around the world, and we helped share their projects. They shared their projects, and we we got together. Fifteen years ago, doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. The only difference is, you know, what what is what is distance anymore? Well, you know, we just didn't have YouTube. Well, yeah, it, it's like, who cares if it was in person or if it's now distant i mean we've always been doing show and tells so we don't have to travel yeah. so we can so people don't have to travel so you know a lot of things have changed but a lot of things stayed the same i think the good thing the good things stayed the same yeah um, still lots of blinky projects yeah people sharing so what they're doing um, what they're learning so congratulations everyone at make for doing this uh sherry thank you so much for putting a big dent in the world with this one this was good and, uh, I'm and there's still forward. maker fairs and virtual maker fairs around yeah, the world. Yeah, I'm looking forward to maker fairs, you know, returning when it makes sense. So um, that's it. Happy anniversary, 15 years to the day. Um, we did some uh, videos. Uh, here's the Game of Life one. Uh, unfortunately, Professor John Conway passed away of COVID, and we um, did a little tribute with uh, some electronics. So um, this is a project he did. I shot a quick video. Take it away. Past you. All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, this is a tribute to the mathematician John Conway. This is Conway's Game of Life. Uh, this is XKCD's uh, initial design, which creates a little glider. You can see this is a moving um, Conway Game of Life kind of element or sprite. Um, this is an interesting mathematical exploration of what happens when you have simple rules and a grid of data, um, and you define how each pixel lights up based on its neighbors. So this code is interesting because, well, first off, uh, it's, it's honoring John Conway, who recently passed away. But also it's written in CircuitPython. I'm testing out frame buffer support uh, for these RGB matrices um, using Display.io. And this is running on a Feather M4 with our Feather wing. 
So coming soon to CircuitPython, you'll be able to run these matrices directly from your CircuitPython boards. Yay! All right, and then um, I've had a hard time keeping track of all the uh, um, ventilator projects, but um, I don't remember if I showed this one recently, but this is another video we got in. Um, in Mexico, they already said there's no way we're going to be able to get enough. Let's just start making um, lower-cost versions and things that use open-source hardware and software. So this is one from Mexico. It uses um, all the Adafruit stuff. You can see that uh, the background, um, the, the, the breathing going on, and then information on the screen. Um, next up, so our photographers at Adafruit, guess what? They're not in the office taking photos, and uh, they're in two different locations right now. They're um, sheltering at home, and uh, Brennan, one of them, uh, there's Andrew Brennan, Brennan said, oh, you know, there's this cool thing that's going on uh, where I'm at, where this is how we're doing groceries now. So he said, you know what, that sounds really good. Why don't you just, like, film that or do something? So here's a short film. No, documentary. Groceries in 2020. One minute. And uh, we told Brennan, put the name of the store. It's okay. Yeah. Because that's a really cool thing. Um, you know, it looks like an old-fashioned general store, but, but with they very it out. high tech. I like ways. the idea of, like, you text them when you're there because normally if you, like, order online, you know, they always are like, well, we don't have brown eggs, but they don't get, there's no way to communicate. With this, it's yeah, like, they'll say, oh, we don't have 2% milk, you're 1%. You want that yeah, instead. Yeah, a small store like that, they can, like, you know, peek out the door and say, is this okay? Yeah. So um, it's very efficient, too. Very I think efficient. that's a civilized way to do grocery shopping. Good idea. Okay, um, next up in the world of uh, finance and more. So um, Facebook is doing uh, $100 million to uh, small businesses and uh, larger businesses and businesses. So um, that's good news, unfortunately. So we applied. Uh, unfortunately, um, nope, not for us because we have too many people. So um, we made a request um, to our Facebook rep, and we said, hey, if you can get it, uh, you know, for a little bit more than 50 employees, um, that would be helpful. Um, there's a lot of grants and a lot of loans and a lot of things out there. Adafruit is in this weird spot. We're not tiny and we're not big. Um, so, you know, our overhead right now, um, millions of dollars a month. And uh, right now, millions of dollars not coming in. So we'll see how things go. Um, our plea to Facebook, I posted up is, you know, yeah. if you're going to, obviously we spend money, or sorry, we paused it, but we sp spend money on advertising on Facebook. The better we do, the, you know, the more 
we can spend on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping some of the companies like Google and Facebook have programs for, you know, companies like ours, woman-owned business doing manufacturing in the U.S. Um, so we'll see. Um, that's the Facebook one. There's some other ones, um, and I'll talk about that in a couple minutes about some, some grants and stuff like that. Um, we'll get through this, um, but, you know, everyone's trying to navigate um, how, how, how you can survive, you know, how do you get through this to the other side when you can, um, you know, start, start shipping orders and start having people in again. Um, we did Desk of Lady Ada. Um, we had a couple of them. Uh, Katni went over those yes. on uh, the Python on Hardware um, news section. Um, but yeah, stream a couple times a week. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Blade Age is back. The next one we're going to do is you have a stencil and you're going to do a PCB. I'm going to show how I order a prototype PCBs and I even get a stencil for only a couple bucks more. So that's coming up soon. Yeah. And also um, do, uh, dumping the data from this thermal camera. Maybe some more uh, teardowns. Yep. Hardware designs. Okay. Good stuff. Well, um, let's move on to some open source, <laughs> open source hardware news. Um, so Glitch has memberships. I'm trying to highlight cool businesses, cool people, cool companies, um, because we have a microphone, we have a megaphone sometimes. So um, we use Glitch for um, this very cool web dashboard. Yes. And um, they now have memberships. So if you've never considered sponsoring or doing something with Glitch, and it's a power boost, you get more stuff. You get more things. I think that you the can cool do. thing is your apps don't go to sleep, so you can have them running long term in the background. That's yeah. Handy. So um, we're talking to their team, and we have some ideas. Maybe we can help get the word out together for people to help support Glitch. It's like, uh, let me go here. It's eight bucks a month, or uh, and that's an annual, or ten bucks if it does monthly. And your apps stay awake, no rate limits, extra memory, and more disk space. So it's a good deal. You should do it if you've never checked out Glitch. It's one of the coolest, fun ways to do programming online. Okay. Um, other open source hardware news. Like I said before. We applied for a grant. So we applied for the Fuse Hub grant so we can manufacture masks in New York City. Um, fingers crossed. We'll see if we, we'll get it. The grant, uh, it won't be enough to cover mask making, but it'll be a start. And uh, maybe then we can convince some uh, banks or some organizations or we'll even fundraise on our site. We'll figure out a way. Um, but we hope to be able to buy a mask machine so we can manufacture masks here in New York City. The only thing is um, we cannot, um, or I should say I will not, devote any funds to a mass machine instead of paying people so that's the thing that we're going to have people to do. first people first but i think it's in everyone's best interest in new york to have a company like adafruit make mass we'll see that's what we're trying to do other open source hardware news you ready for this big news what is it what is it what is it news um this has number has already changed nice um just a little while ago this was the list of open source hardware companies. And you turned to me and said, wait, don't we have more? And I said, well, well yeah, but we haven't registered them. Right. So we've been going to the Oshra site, and we've been certifying our open source hardware during this time. Um, Dylan has been doing an excellent job. Katni and Brian, all the team has been helping out, taking the open source hardware that we have and certifying it. So within a very short amount of time, we are, boop, we're number one. Yeah. So we're now, so we're now number one. Um, let me see if I can... Um, if I can get this chart that uh, Harris just sent over. Um, this is the chart that they just updated. Boom. And you can see Adafruit up at the top there. And uh, things can change any day. But um, one of the things I didn't realize is, so uh, this is updated. So it's Adafruit, Olamex, Field Ready, SparkFun, Lulzbot, Humming, uh, Hummingbird Hammocks. 
then there's uh, Navi Technology, Neurothinker, BeagleBone, Perticell, and Google. So that's a nice list. Of that's cool. I know Google is registering this Yeah. Stuff. So um, thank you, community. You are the ones and the reasons that we do open source hardware and open source software. Um, Every day. We have the most open source repos. We have the most open source hardware. And now um, just one thing before we uh, answer some questions that the open source hardware folks sent over to us. One of the reasons we did this, and I'm just going to be a little dark here, is uh, I want it to be really clear about what our hardware is and what our software is. We always say it. We always publish it. We always do that. But um, who knows what can happen? Anything can happen now. Yeah. Gonna, Fade if we went away, let's just make sure everything is out there and published and everything and in a very specific community agreed upon format. So our goal is to make sure all of our hardware will always be available, all of our software is always going to be available, and this is just one of the ways that we can say, look, for sure, for sure, for sure. So um, folks are asking, you know, oh, why are you doing it? So uh, next up, because we're going to send this little clip of the video um, over to the folks at Oshawa. Yeah. Um, Lady Ada, I have some questions for you. Ask them. How did you get started with open source hardware? Um, I got started with open source hardware because I was making electronics while I was a student at MIT. And MIT does a lot of open source software. And um, at the time I started seeing people, I was definitely not the first person to do open source hardware. I saw people making open source kite designs. I saw you know open source MP3 players and I thought, well, wow, it's a cool idea. Let's take the philosophy of open source software and apply it to hardware. So I started releasing all of my designs online on my website. Okay. Next up, before you uh, before you join, was there an open source success story you're aware of? You have one, maybe, and I have one for sure. Um, if you don't have one, I can go. Well, I have, a, I have a specific one. You go for it. Okay. So Raphael did the open source MP3 player. Yeah. It was a very long time ago. It was the first, and it was such a cool idea that you could make your own mp3 player yeah and Raphael was the granddaddy of a lot of things mm -hmm. um bunny has always done a lot but the thing that i personally was motivated and interested i wrote about it at make i had it with me at all times i'm just like this is so cool i can make my own mp3 player it's like over 15 years ago that was well over 15 years yeah. ago yeah and i liked it because it had pop culture revel uh it had it had relevance in pop culture like everyone knew what an mp3 player was right and everyone's like oh yeah that'd be cool to be able to make my own music player and so i like that because it was only it was it was a it was a, it was a very specific task that you wanted to do and a thing that everyone could relate to and i like open source hardware that's that's usable that's relatable that's my story i don't know if you have one that's a good one yeah, i think i yeah. think you know also there was um, you know, the IRX, I thought was really neat. That was, that was open hardware before I think there was even a definition for it. And that was the predecessor to Arduino in many ways. And yeah. it was a PIC-based development board. I learned microcontrollers and electronics on the IRX from uh, Robert Port, the Media Lab. So uh, that was a really cool project. I think, you know, it was so neat that he released the files. You could make your own for cheap. You could modify them. Um, it was how I got started. A lot okay. of people at the Media Lab got started. Um, how do you define open hardware? I think open source hardware is, um, you know, we, we actually had a meeting like you know, over 10 years ago um, at iBeam, and we all kind of came up with the idea of you're releasing whatever documentation or files you have to be able to recreate the project in the original format that you're comfortable with, which is a, kind of like a weird way of putting it. But some, the thing is we didn't want to say like you have to use this software, that software. Whatever, because usually it's CAD software that people are using to design hardware. Um, or But maybe it's a drawing. You know, sometimes people draw yeah. schematics on paper. Whatever is, is 
the way that you describe hardware, when you publish that, with the expectation that other people can build it as well. Okay. Um, what role should Ashra play in the world of open source hardware in the next 10 years? I think, well, you want to go? No. It's me? Okay. Yeah, well, why don't you do some and then I'll do some. I think um, I think Ashra for the next 10 years, basically what they've been doing for the, for the next 10 years is the same as the last 10 years, which is to highlight, promote, and celebrate the people who are doing open source hardware. Behind every hardware project is people and their stories and the reasons they built the hardware and released it it's really interesting stuff, you know, from the assistive technology um, projects to synthesizers to 3D printers. People come to open hardware from different backgrounds, and I think highlighting that and showing how open hardware solves their community's problems um, is, a, is a really good use of Oshawa's megaphone. Yeah. Um, I think we need to bring even more people in. I think we have an excellent community. I think what we need to do is show businesses why it makes sense to do open source hardware. So I think one of the things that Oshawa can do is business case studies. Are you an open source hardware company? Great. How's that working out for you? What are the successes you have? And then businesses will do anything. They're like, okay, that's successful, great. Because sometimes open is used as a buzzword or marketing, but who cares? We, you know, Let's make it make sense for businesses to say, okay, there's Adafruit, they're in Manhattan. They're, they make electronics, they're woman owned. Like, whoa, that's, that's great. Why are you playing the video game on the hard level? And you do open source and you're gi giving it all away? Well, you can also say, well, yes, but look at the success because of it, not in spite of. So um, I think that's one of the things that, that Oshawa can do is have the same emphasis on community as they do uh, now having it on businesses that do open source. Because as soon as businesses see that, they're all going to want to do open source hardware, and that's great. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to send it over. Done. All right. And in addition to being the number one certified open source hardware company, I mean the most open source repos, we also have 2,181 guides. We've got three guides this week. Uh, we've got from Aaron, your first power switch relay project, a no solder um, way to uh, connect your circuit playground express to a relay power switch board, and then control lamps or fans or anything that has a plug in your house safely. That's a great, uh, with a couple different ways of controlling it. From uh, Jepler, we've got a guide um, with some examples on using RGB LED matrices. These are quote-unquote Hub 75, um, sometimes they're called, but that's not always a great way to describe them because sometimes they're not Hub 75. But I call these RGB matrices um, the kind of the standard, um, R, you know, RGB, colorful, addressable um, uh, matrices you can use with CircuitPython. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, we've got JP's Power Glove um, wireless MIDI controller. So he stuffed a feather uh, sense into a power glove and made it into a MIDI controller glove. Okay. Um, and don't forget to watch Aaron's video on YouTube on how to make the cool circuit playground relay. Um, Main York City factory footage, uh, it's going to be a little different, uh, you know, this week and other weeks. Here are some of the face shields that uh, we just delivered the latest batch to New York City Gov. Um, here is a time lapse. We use a power stapler um, for the uh, high output ones that we need to do, you know, thousands of. These are the foam based ones with um, elastic and the PET G plastic. And those are the ones that uh, you, you can do the most. Uh, and also, from the feedback we got from doctors, 
on the front lines, uh, they like these the most, and uh, we got some good feedback about ours. They um, last really long, and they are fog-free. So this is um, some of the team. Um, you know, you have to make sure they're clean. You have to do, there's a lot of process that goes into it. It's a manual process. Um, you can automate some of it, but right now, um, this is uh, one of the ways that you can make this particular type. We have the 3D printed ones as well. Um, and those are kind of uh, band-aid ones that we'll uh, give to various hospitals and doctors while we're making the larger batches. Um, another time-lapse, uh, this is Vance. And uh, this is the uh, clear plastic ones getting wiped down with uh, alcohol on each one. Uh, we have a pretty sterile process that we have to stick to. And then um, on the uh, other side, you can see we have um, some tools that we use that helps people um, get these done really fast. So applying the foam, put it in there. Next, applying the foam. Next. And uh, here you can see the foam being sliced up. Now we're getting the foam pre-sliced. So it wouldn't be a made in New York City factory footage without some footage on the outside. Time I for it. Yeah. So that is uh, Empire State up there. And you can see it pulsates at night. All right, 3D printing. We got some videos from Noam Pedro. We're going to do them back to back. Every single week, Noam Pedro does a 3D printing video. So we're going to do the thermal camera video and then a sped up mask adjuster time lapse. Take it away. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're building a thermal camera using Adafruit's Pi Badge. We think this could be really handy, especially if you need to take temperatures without having to touch anything. This project uses the Adafruit Pi Badge in the MLX90640 IR thermal camera breakout. We designed and 3D printed a case to house the electronics. It could also be attached to a tripod. This has some really nice features like being able to capture and store images. You can also customize the UI to display Fahrenheit or Celsius. It can detect a 32 by 24 pixel grid of temperatures with either a 55 or 110 degree field of view. The code was written by Eduardo and it uses the Adafruit Arcata libraries for Arduino. It uses TinyUSB for storing images to the QSPY flash and creates a virtual USB drive. The code is available on GitHub so you can start building your own mini thermal camera. Get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. The 3D printed parts are designed to print without any support material. Be sure to check out the learn guide for the code, wiring diagram, files, and a full step-by-step -step tutorial. So if you're looking to build a low-cost thermal imaging camera, definitely check this out. Thanks so much for watching, and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
All right, and don't forget every Wednesday, three hangouts with Noah and Pedro. It's time for Ion MPI, and special thanks for DigiKey for helping Ion MPI happen. This has been a fantastic partnership, and we are pleased to have the next Ion MPI. Hi, on MPI. All right. right. With an intro like that, I can't go wrong. And stay tuned because we will have a special treat. You asked for it. We have the extended version of that. We'll do that right after we finish showing this week's Ion NPI. What is it, Lady Ada? Okay. Well, um, this Ion NPI is actually kind of interesting because last week we did an ST chip. And uh, normally I try to like switch it up, but I was uh, subscribed to DigiKey's new products RSS feed, uh, which I recommend people go to. It's uh, in the post that will come up um, afterwards. And um, I got a notice of a new STM32L4 chip. And I'm always kind of interested in new microcontrollers because you definitely see like companies coming up with new chips when they see what competitors are doing and they come out with something a little bit better. This is a little bit like a skateboard trick uh, improvement over the SAMD51. And this is the STM32L4P5, which is uh, a totally fresh new um, Cortex M4 chipset from the STM32. So it's got kind of what I like. It's a M4, you know, with FPU, and it's running at 120 megahertz. And it's got a lot of pins, but it comes in a bunch of different packages from like a 48 QFN all the way up to like a 196 VGA. Um, it's got like, you know, five mega sample per second um, ADC. It's got dual DACs. It's got like built-in op amps for some reason. Uh, all these like cool peripherals that you expect. It's got CAN bus, which um, is a nice addition. ST has a nice well-documented CAN bus. Uh, it's got uh, full speed USB, not high speeds. That's like the one thing that is kind of standard. Monster. And uh, yeah, I got a, a discovery board. Uh, there's also a nuclear board. Um, you can get the chips right now. They're, they're only available in kind of two sizes, but more packages. The data sheet says there's more packages coming. So there's this massive 144 QFP, which is on the uh, Nucleo 144. And there's also this discovery board, which has the BGA, which I think it's, it's actually this chip in the middle here. So it's like a super, maybe it's this chip. Hold on. It's this chip, yeah. So this is like a ultra fine pitch. It's like a point, probably a 0 0.4, 0 0.5 millimeter BGA. Uh, the Discovery has like all this RAM built in, you know, you like flash and, and, and memory because it has um, external memory control that you can use. Um, you can, uh, it's got, you know, up to about a megabyte of flash, 320 kilobyte of SRAM, so it's a nice little upgrade. But the really interesting thing I saw, because it's kind of got all the standard stuff, right? So what peripherals are they added that are kind of new and unique. And what they added um, that's new is a TFT controller. So this is a little unusual. Um, sometimes you'll get chips that have like an 8-bit uh, controller, like a, like a 6800 or an 8080 um, TFT. So like a, you, know, you want control on ILI 9341. This uh, series of chips comes with a full 24-bit LCD TFT controller with a full H-Sync, V-Sync, data enable and clock. This is unusual. I haven't really seen, I don't think I've seen a Cortex-M4 that has a full 24-bit uh, LCD TFT controller in it. Usually that's reserved for like the Cortex-M7s. Like we saw this um, added to uh, like the IMX RT series or the STM32F7 or H7 series. Those might have it. 
this is interesting because it's a Cortex M4, so it's a you know lower power, lower cost, and uh, it has a built-in graphics uh, like palette yeah. driver. There's all sorts of things. Yeah, it's all the cool stuff. Yeah, this is all the the extras. You can see there's that display driver, um, and of course you know touch. You can have capacitive touch as well for it. Uh, it's got you know parallel interface, it's got camera input, so all that stuff is is pretty standard. But the TFT I think was very interesting, especially since you can connect that up to a um, TFT to HDMI converter and um, turn it into an HDMI output. And again, you know the the way they manage it is there's this graphic controller that has a palette, uh, 256 colors at a time, 24 bits, and that's how you can actually fit you know a 480 by 272 or 320 by 320 display in memory and still have enough memory to do what other, you know, connectivity, wireless, or Bluetooth. So, um, nice little chip. Uh, I am super interested in it. That's why I got the dev boards. I think we'll, we'll probably get CircuitPython running on these um, since it's an L4 series and we support the um, F4s. It shouldn't be too difficult to get it working, at mm -hmm. least the basics. Um, you can pick up chips from DigiKey right now, in addition to the Nucleo board and the Discovery board, which I recommend because, of course, they're all put together. And, like, ST dev boards are really cheap. You get a lot. Like, they're only, like, 20 30 bucks. But you get, like, the debugger, the RAM, the, you know, Arduino-compatible footprints, a little adapter, those fucking Grove connectors. Um, but the STM32L4P5 is the series, uh, so search for that. And uh, more packages are coming. So far, there's only two packages with, like, tons of pins. But they're definitely coming out with the going to be smaller and cheaper 48Q fans, and I'm very excited for those. Okay, and that was Ion MPI. That's right. Now, you all asked for it. You said, I like that song so much. But I want more. I want more. So, world premiere extended version of Ion MPI. The full uh, Made Full by mix. Uh, Tom, who's in the UK, who works with Adafruit. Here we go. You know, I do read the comments, and someone said, I want that, and I said, absolutely. It's a great song. So that was on MPI. It's a bop. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, let's do new products. Let's do new products. Okay, new products this week. A little bit of a reminder first. Um, you can order now, and we will ship eventually. Charge me now. Ship when you can. We're doing it. 
So uh, if you want to support us, that's one way to do it right now. Start now, we can do that. Um, you get gift certificates anytime you want. That helps Adafruit out a lot. You get a gift certificate, then when we have all this cool stuff, you can use it. Get a plus account with Adafruit.io. You can get an Adabox, and uh, this is the next Adabox. Um, this is what it looks like now. That's and, right. Yeah. You get one Ada. And uh, you can also uh, hire us to do things like engineering, R&D, logistics services, and more. But this week, the first new product of the week is... This cool LED mask that I was wearing through the show. Um, so I've always loved LED fabric, and uh, it's, you know it's always been very expensive. But as a mask, it's not that much fabric, and so it's pretty affordable. So I got uh, this mask with black... Uh, fiber optic fabric so there's little fiber optic threads that are broken up inside and it's double layered so inside you can even feel it there's like a little lithium polymer battery pack um and there's leds sewn into um the ends and so when you press this little dongly button here it lights up and of course it's bright in here so it's not super yeah, glowy but it, you can still see it and um there's clearly an rgb led because you can change between colors um you know there's like one LED here and one LED there or something. Also has some, some flashing modes. It can switch modes. And of course you can open it up and like it's just an LED or two. So you can just control it from whatever Bluetooth or my controller board you'd like. Um, this is not something that I would use for hygienic purposes, but it can go over your surgical mask. Yeah, you're not going to Burning Man this year. You're going to do virtual. You want to you have to have this anyways. But it's pretty cool. And I, yeah. I just thought like, it would be fun to have this because it's like this is such a like a Burning Man rave toy. But, um, yeah. you know, also, I did think that if you were outside bicycling, this could act as like another safety light. Yeah. So, okay. coming soon. Next up, um, because we have goggles all the time, I wear goggles. You um, asked me to please carry. I said, please get some defogger spray. Yeah, I, I need it too because I wear glasses. And so um, we're, when yeah. I'm wearing um, I'm a surgical mask, you know, or an K95, it fogs up. This is just some very basic anti-fog spray. It's like 18 milliliters. You have a little top. You can spray stuff. And then, you know, you just wipe it off. Um, and then it lasts a while. No, no anti-fog um, coating lasts forever. It eventually does wear off either from uv or temperature or just from, from scrubbing it comes off yeah. so you just reapply it whenever you like um but i think this will be handy i actually had people ask me like hey how come your glasses are fogging i'm like anti-fog spray and let me tell you brought to you uh you can look at our daily photo log you'll see i'm wearing goggles every single night and i needed something that would stop them from fogging because i have a mask on i have a hat on and i have these goggles so we tried them all and whatever we stock will always be the thing that we actually use. That's why we do it. Because when I need it, I don't want to order it. I want to be able to walk over to the shipping area That's and just right. get it. Okay. Speaking of, um, we've also been testing goggles. And you really liked this model. Yeah, this is the best. So um, we got these. For we reasons. Got, we got them in black. So what's nice about this, and you can go to the overhead. So they've got yeah. a nice rubbery nose clip. They've got this nice deep design with the side. They go over your glasses so they go if over you wear glasses. Glasses. I will say they don't go over every. If you have gigantic glasses, they won't fit. But um, if you go to the main screen, I can show that they do fit over like yeah. my glasses. Um, you know, of course they don't go back as far, but it does. Like if you're wearing, you know, normal size glasses, um, I'll cover it. And then of course for you, you wanna. Yeah, and then for me, um, you know... It goes even closer. Yeah, it goes even closer, and, you know, it's not the ones that are stuck to your face in the same way, and I still have 
room and they're just to give a full uh, wide like wide vision and they're very clear and what I do is I, I spray the anti-fog stuff because I have a mask and then I usually have a hat on or if uh, you want to hand me that helmet over there real quick um, we're sampling some of these helmets um, because there's times when you know you might want a face shield and then you might want to be able to go like that so um, even you know even with all this stuff it works out well but let's say if I wasn't wearing these um, I'll give you, for instance, tonight I'm going to have a mask on and I am going to uh, do some fogging and some spraying and some disinfecting and some cleaning. So I'm going to wear this and a mask and then have that. So this is, and they all, you know, this is all, this is all what we're all going to have. So this is not futuristic, everybody. Also, it's good if you're just like at home soldering. I've never, we've never really yeah. stopped safety goggles, but these are, these are very nice and a good price as well. So okay. coming soon. Okay. And then finally we have... Uh, basically, two colors of adjustable fabric face mask. Uh, these are like kind of basic two uh, layer sewn and then um, made out of cotton. And then they have a little adjustable uh, ear holder thing because they're always too long for my smaller face. Um, so we're again stocking these for Adafruit folks, but we'll also have them left over in the store. Yeah. Okay. And that is uh, New Parks of the Week. Yay! New, 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 new. new. Okay. New product recap. Quick, quick. First up, we can ship to you. Just check out, charge me now, ship later. Gift certificates. We add them, use them. Adafruit IO plus account, Adabox, and we do services for logistics, manufacturing, and more. Okay, coming soon, we've got these LED fiber optic material masks. Uh, they're not great for hygienic purposes, but they could cover your hygienic yeah, mask. It goes on top of the mask. And uh, also, they just look cool. You got anti-fog spray because our, our glasses or my glasses and your goggles keep fogging up when we wear masks um, outside with goggles or glasses. Speaking of. Speaking of goggles, uh, we've actually never really carried safety glasses in the store, but you really like this style. Um, yep. These are Honeywell. They're really good quality. They're safety glasses. Good if you wear glasses or even if you don't. Side protection, but they go over glasses. Not gigantic glasses, but skinny yeah. glasses will work just fine. fine. And we've got some adjustable fabric masks we're getting for our team. Uh, comes in blue or classic Adafruit black. Okay. That's new products. That was new products. Okay, we're going to do some top secret. Um, but before we do top secret, head on over to adafruit.it slash discord and uh, load up your questions. We'll do them for a few minutes and then we're going to bolt. Let's uh, look into the vault. Lady yeah. Ada. What is uh, top secret this week? I have some things, and then you have some things. Yep, do Oops. your things. No, do you want to do your things or my things? Oh, um, no, why don't you show yours first? Okay, well, I just got these modules from Espresso. So these are ESP32-S2 wireless modules. So I'll be designing some hardware with them real soon. Okay. Um, the things that I have right now, um, I just put it on. So this is a uh, jacket. It's a nice jacket, you know looking kind of sharp um, and then the other thing is the hood is one of these so protective. it's a protective also can be really good in the rain I think yeah it, and it zips off up. and uh, the cool thing about this um, is this is like cyberpunk fashion yeah if you you know zips off but um, you can spray anti-fog spray you can use anti-fog spray but even though even right now it's not fogging up yeah and, this is a nice, uh, nice jacket yeah and you know what? one of the things that we want to have for our team so we have the hats that do this I also wanted to have um, these for our teams, for those of us who maybe have to take a subway or commute. Um, you know, you're probably not going to wear the like the same face shield, but it's just another thing. And then this is a KN95 uh, KN 
mask that um, actually looks like something from the set of the new Dune. So I'm probably gonna wear this. And um, you know, this is uh, definitely messes up cameras because there's too many lines. Yeah. So it's a little. It, it looks really neat, and it also is a a KN95 mask. And then you know, you got this. So I'm ready to go in the subway. All right, get your still suit on. Yeah. And this is what it is. And uh, there is a way to safely, deliberately, securely, safely do things. And, and we're, we're, we're essential workers. And so um, we're outfitting our entire team. Um, the thing that's not top secret that I'll mention is we added a new feature to our site. So anyone who's an Adafruit employee um, now gets a KN95 mask, even if they're just remote team members and are not, you know, coming into the office at all. So we have a way to get PPE to every employee. We're giving thermometers uh, to mm -hmm. all the employees. Um, we've already done uh, mask and gowns to some employees. They had to take care of someone. We've done um, face shields to uh, people who had to also uh, potentially take care of someone. So um, I think that's going to be one of the neat behind-the-scenes features that um I yeah get, you wanted for a while now you have you yeah have use for it yeah so a, a good example is um you know some of the people on the favorite shows you have like mm -hmm. noam pedro and jp well they're adafruit team members and they live in a local community and i can get them um ppe yeah and you know like every commercial says this we're all in this together but you know we we're we truly believe that and we are doing that so mm -hmm. in addition to you know, the Adafruit team members that are essential, the Adafruit team members that are working remotely, the Adafruit team members that are working from home, our local city, our state, our triad, our Eastern States Pact, you know, we're going to hopefully have this this strong foundation that we can keep expanding and keep people safe as some things have to function. And yeah. then eventually we're going to be told, here's the ways that you can work and here's the ways you operate. Um, we have fever scanners. Mm -hmm. We do temperature screening. Um We've been ahead of all those things. Um, we're probably going to participate in some return to work councils with the city and some yeah. private organizations. Um, we want to help people the, the, the most we can. There is a group that's trying to um, do things with fever scanners, so that's why we're doing the open source mm -hmm. software efforts. So anyways, all this is connected. It's pretty neat um, that you can, you can figure out a path, and I think... I know how I operate. Like, if there's a way to help, we'll do it. If there's a way to fight something, we'll fight it. You know, we'll, and this is this is one of many things. So, uh, anyways, coming soon. Top secrets. All right. Back in the vault. Back in the vault. Okay, let's uh, go over to the questions. Uh, Discord. Join us. Yes. Join us. Um, let's look and see where the questions are. Okay. Um, my eyes are not glowing blue yet, but yeah, they they might be soon. And yeah, it really does change the camera. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, folks like the jacket. Um, let's see. Let's go over to the other section over here. Um, it's like wearing a sneeze guard on your face. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, I look like Captain Disillusionment and the PBS space-time narr narrator combined. I don't know what those are. I would like to check those out. Um, bifocal safety glasses is a request. That's an interesting idea. Yes, um, but, you know, the cool thing is with these, you can have your um, – let me see. Like here's – can you hand me the, the honey walls? So here's the reading glasses. 
and then these, you know, you can do bifocal, and then you can fit these on top of it, and that's kind of nice. And I and I like that even these are pretty big, they still can go around it. So that's one of the reasons that I, I really like these. Yeah. Um, let me see if there's anything else. Great YouTubers, thank you. Thanks. Um, we do electronics sometimes we're on YouTube. Um, let's see if there's any questions. 3M makes butt bifocal. Uh, safety glasses, uh, shout out for PBS Space Time is best. Okay, well, have a couple shout outs now. All right, I guess we got to see what the show is. All right. Um, and I think that is, uh, okay, good music, INMPI. Yep. Nice. And I think that are, that's the questions for the week. Uh, one update, I'm going to try to get the phone system working again because we have a phone thing. Yeah, well, didn't what's have time, happening? Didn't so. have time to do it this week, but we're going to hopefully get to it next week, and you'll be able to call in and more. So with that, that's our show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Special thanks to all of our Adafruit team members uh, here working remotely. Uh, Zay's in the chat and thanks, the Slack Zay. and in the Discord. Uh, special thanks to all of our community. Special thanks to our customers. Um, thank you, all the healthcare professionals that are getting us through this. Um, and we're so thankful that there is a small thing that we can do, and we're going to continue to do it. Um, and uh, thanks for all the folks that have been just sending kind words and support. It matters. Thank you. We like it. Yay. And uh, please uh, stay safe. The sooner we all do the things that we know that will work, the sooner we can go back to some of the things that we were able to do. And then there's a lot of new ways forward that we'll all figure out together. So with that, we'll see you next week, 8 p.m. Thanks, everybody. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye. And I'll play the INMPI song again because it's good. Excited? NPI. New product introduction.